From WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, this is Formative Tracks, the show where we sit down with D.C. area musicians to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. I'm Eliza Burkhan. Today on our show, we have Sasha Elizabeth, lead singer and songwriter of Lotion Princess. Welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, So tell us a little bit about the band um, and how it got started. Sure, yeah. Uh, So Lotion Princess originally formed as a band called Sasha and the Sunday Blues, which is something I don't share very often. So oh, so this is, is this info. a Formative Tracks exclusive? This is a Formative Tracks exclusive, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's now public info. But um, yeah, I I went through a bad breakup, and I, you know, I've, music has always been a big part of my life, but I had never um, written any songs before, and had a lot to share. I had a lot um, going on in, uh, in my head that I needed to get out somehow. And um, I just, I had bought a piano a couple years before that, like an upright piano. And I started playing and started writing kind of in those dark, lonely nights, <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, get it out. Yeah, exactly. And just, I had some songs. So, uh I didn't have anyone to play them with, and but I really had it in my head that I wanted to start a band. It was just something that I wanted to do. So um, I started asking around in the community and found out that a couple people that I already knew were musicians and and uh, started asking them if they wanted to hang out and play music with me. So, so you didn't think about going the singer-songwriter route of just you and a you know guitar or something? Doing it alone? Yeah. Mm, I I did play a couple like house shows by mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. at the offset, mm-hmm. but I think there was something about me that knew that I needed help because I'd never done, I'd never performed before. Mm-hmm. So I I really felt like if it was gonna be something. Um, powerful. It needed. I needed uh, m- more than just my own creative energy. Got it. Um, so tell us about the name, Lotion Princess. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so my origin story for Lotion Princess is actually wrong, and it turns out I've been rewriting history for oh. a while. And then <laughs> <laughs> okay. reminded me that it was somebody else that came up with this name. I thought that <laughs> I had come up with it myself and said something like, "Oh, I'm such a Lotion Princess." Which isn't true, actually. Somebody oh, wow. So, else so the said story it. that I wrote for Decius where it says this, this yeah. is wrong. It's okay, wrong, great. yeah. Great. Yeah, so um, I think we were brainstorming names and over a period of time, and we were kind of looking for things that jumped out to us that felt right. And one of my old housemates said it. We were practicing in the living room. We used to practice in the big living room of the seven uh, person group house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Somebody said it about me, like, oh, Sasha, you're such a lotion princess, because I really am. Like, I really do have a lot of lotions and uh, I mean, I, I and... did. I just bought a lotion yesterday, actually. Oh, yeah? um, Tell me about it. It's by Laura Mercier. Mm-hmm. And the scent is escaping me right now. It's it's a vanilla. It's like a popular dessert. Mm. Um, it'll come to me, like creme de something. Mm. I'll let you know when I. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, it's like, like almost like dulce de leche, but that's that's not it. But mm-hmm. it, but like it's it's like edible lotion. Mm. I mean, it seems that way. Yeah. 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 No. What what are you, so? What are your go to lotions? My go to lotions. Yeah. 
That's a great question. I I'm always have a lavender lotion, okay. you know, something like really soothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've cycled through different lotions over the years and they kind of, you know, scents are so nostalgic. Right. So there are certain smells that um, like define periods of my life for sure. Right. Like certain lotions that like I'll never, like I'll never get again because they were just that time. Right. You know? Right. There's actually this scent, um, something I got in England once that like I think about all the time. Uh, it's called Batidas and it's this green bottle and yeah. Yeah. But what do I have on hand right now? Um, it's actually this, it's like, it's by this brand, everyone, but it's, mm. but the scent, it's every, it says for everyone. And then the sub header on the bottle says for every man, which is confusing because it's, Is it for everyone or is it for every man? That's a great question. Right. You think that they would like, you know, get that, get, get straight about get that. Get it together. But right. yeah, um, but it's a really good scent. It's like earthy and it's definitely mm-hmm. intended for men, but mm-hmm. it's like smells so good. Um, I wonder like, cedar, at, what, at what point the people who make these decisions decided like cedar, that's a male it's scent. It's a male scent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's a whole other very interesting topic. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so someone who's not in the band said Lotion Princess, and then you guys were like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. That's our band name. Yeah, actually, at, I wasn't, like, super excited about it. I was like, sure, guys. Like, okay, like, you like it. Let's let's do it. But at that time, I was much more focused on everyone feeling really good about something we were building. So mm-hmm. I was kind of willing. It felt a little, like, far out to me, a mm-hmm. little, like, uh, weird to me. But now, now I love it, and it feels right. Yeah. Right, and you need your brand name to be a little bit weird. Yeah, it's true. Right. It's true. Right. Yeah. Um, so you said you'd never performed in any other bands? Never, no. I mean, I was in a rock band in um, third third and fourth grade. But. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in a rock band in third? Like, what did you play? What did you guys sing? Where did you perform? It was like an extracurricular. Like, it was, okay. at, my, it was at my elementary school, and it was okay. called Rock Band. Okay. Okay, and and what what did you do in the rock band? Um, we are one big song, "Midnight Train to Georgia." Okay, I remember that mm-hmm. one. Um, and you were singing? I was singing. Yeah, okay. playing anything too, or just singing? Just singing, and I sing with my friend Raquel. Um, we were the singers in the band, and we sang a song that she wrote. I think I don't know if we co-wrote it, but. Okay, and you grew up in Boston? I grew up in Boston in a neighborhood called Jamaica Plain. Very cool. Um, so you write all of the songs for Lotion Princess? Like yeah. l- lyrics and melody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and where do you go to find lyrical inspiration? My sad, sad heart. <laughs> you uh, say as you laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a really good question because I write lyrics and melody at the same time really and Mm -hmm. it kind of feels like the way that you write that people write poetry or actually I'm not not a poet so I don't know how people write poetry but it kind of all comes out as like one feeling state and I feel Mm -hmm. like the lyrics and the melody can't be separated for me um but no I mean I think it's obvious that I write a lot about relationships and heartbreak and love and um you know the the kind of angst around relationships and disappointments and also mm-hmm. nostalgia but it really writing songwriting really is a 
uh, tool for processing things for me. So, and that's a lot of what I have to process. So. Right, right. No, that makes sense. Uh, well, let's hear a little bit of Carryover, your okay. debut single. Laughing on the surface, you have got to come undone. Your mind searching for the answers in a hope. So earlier this year, you released your first EP, mm-hmm. uh, first Lotion Princess EP, mm-hmm. called Take Care. How did you settle on that name? Uh, that's one of the songs right. in um, the EP. I struggled to figure out what to call it, something that would um, reflect all the songs and not be too morose. Mm-hmm. And I think... One of the, and it's kind of cheesy sounding, but one of the big messages of that I take away from writing music and the way that music impacts me is it feels like a form of self-care. Mm, um, what do you mean? <laughs> being able to emote, being able to get things out, like mm-hmm. the way that writing for writers um, or for anyone that journals, you know, get something out on paper and then it's it's like you're able to release it mm-hmm. in, in a way mm-hmm. um and for me music is like that like something feels so confusing and so hard to understand right. within myself right and then I sing about it and I write something about it and that's the beauty I think of songwriting too is that it's not you don't have to write in complete sentences and mm-hmm. you don't have to um, make something make a story really have a have an arc even you can just write mm-hmm. and especially with melody like the the way that things come out um, in a melody has has an emotive quality has an em- emotional quality to mm-hmm. it so being able to get something out in that way um, and it's like being able to release it so mm-hmm. that's definitely self-care <laughs> right right, right. Yeah. well it's interesting because it's it sounds like you're saying you write music for yourself yeah but then you perform it for others so it's yeah it, it's, it's it is always kind of interesting that relationship with the audience because mm-hmm. you want them to take something away from your music um yeah but you know does it matter if they get your intended message or is it okay if they just take away whatever they want to yeah. from it um, yeah um, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's a matter of opinion. But um, what's your favorite track on the EP? I was really into Reserve You for a while because of the way that the vocals build up at the end. Is that the one? There's there's one where there's just like this repeating yeah. counter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was so much fun to record. That, ooh, that's the one that I picked. Ooh. Yeah. So it must have been my favorite too. So cool. Uh, yeah. So tell, tell us about the recording process of that. That was really cool because um, as, as like a singer and vocalist, mm. it felt like I was a kid in a candy shop, you know, I could just go whatever direction that... Mm-hmm. I was was feeling and um, and the uh, the person who recorded this his name is Cody Valentine. Oh, you know, I, he was on the show. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
That's right. He does do sound. He does. He said do he sound. did sound for a Kimber show. I think he did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was like your guys' sound engineer. Yep. Okay. And yeah. where did you record? We was recorded in a cabin. cabin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in Virginia. Okay. Like where in Virginia? Rural in Luray. Okay. Yeah. Got it. We just reserved. So you were saying Cody. So he he really made this space for me to like explore whatever ideas I had mm-hmm. for the whole EP, but like especially that song. I feel like I just had I heard a lot at, in that song that I didn't hear when I was originally writing it or didn't hear as we were performing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we were recording it, and I could listen back, and then I was hearing all of these different parts. So it was just so like satisfying to be able to layer things over each other and then create like this whole landscape of vocals yeah um and then hear that all come together and like hear the harmonies sit on top of each other it just felt really big and yeah I hadn't had that feeling before creating something that just felt super super expansive Mm -hmm. um and powerful Mm -hmm. so that I think that's why that track is just super satisfying to make for me yeah well let's hear a little bit of reserve you All right, so let's get into your top five songs. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Okay, great. The first you pointed to was Silver Lining by Rilo Kiley. The band is fronted by Jenny Lewis. I don't think they perform anymore. I think they sort of broke up a few. Yeah. Um, But I just learned that she was not only in True Beverly Hills, but in an episode of Golden Girls. No way. And in an episode of Growing Pains, if, if Wikipedia is not lying. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so this is new information. Yeah, you may me. have to go back and <laughs> find, so. find those clips. Um, but yeah, so you chose the song because you said it was the first concert that, or it was played at like the first concert you went to with friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us the backstory there. How old were you? What was the scene? Mm-hmm. What'd you wear to your first concert? Was there like Great denim question. jackets involved? Great question. I don't remember what I wore. It was probably not cute. I didn't know how to dress back then. <laughs> but I took the commuter rail. Okay. With some friends. It wasn't in Boston. It okay. was out in the burbs somewhere. Okay. And it was super deserted. We got there and we like walked to this venue, mm-hmm. stood outside. It was, I think it was 2007. So I was like, no, no, it must have been before that, 2004. I was like 13 or 14 years old. Okay. And I actually, <laughs> I actually recently, because I think about this song and this concert a lot. It was okay. it was pretty cool. Okay. It was pretty cool. Um, and I recently went on YouTube and, like, found the tour again and watched videos from the show, like, from this the show that I had seen. Probably yeah. wasn't at that venue that I'd right, gone to. Right, but it's, to. like, the same show. It yeah. was the same show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just went with some friends, and it felt super independent, and the show was amazing. And I didn't really like I knew the music but I wasn't like I wasn't into music like that yet where I would like listen listen and know every lyric but I was just astounded and the coolest part of the show which I will never forget is they were they threw out these like globes these clear globes filled with glitter into the crowd and everybody was just like hitting them you know and like 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 a beach ball like a beach ball kind of thing yeah but it had glitter inside it and then 
at the end of Silver Lining, the drummer popped one of them and glitter just like went everywhere. And I think I just died, you know. <laughs> it's like a, um, I had to be resuscitated. It was amazing. It was amazing. So have you tried to like reenact that a, a Lotion Princess show? No, but at the last show, we'd had a photo shoot the day before. And for the shoot, we got a bunch of bubbles. Okay. And we had these, like, just, I had just had a lot of leftover bubbles. Like, yeah. and these really big, um, like, sticks of Bubbles bubble wands. In. Bubble wands. Yes. That's, that, that's I have two a, small kids, so I'm okay. familiar with <laughs> yeah. the terminology. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> well, you can only order them in bulk from Amazon. Okay. And so I had a lot of them. So I just passed them out before the show, and yeah. people were blowing bubbles throughout the show, which was a really nice element. Yeah. More people should do that. I think so, too. Yeah. Thanks for listening. To hear this complete episode, visit Mixcloud.com. And to hear the songs featured on this show, visit the Formative Tracks Spotify playlist. 